This is the Voices of Reason podcast. Your host, Ryan, John, Sam, Andy, and Nick will guide you through the constantly evolving wide world of sports coverage while leaning on their past athletic experience and sports journalism backgrounds. From the latest news to controversial topics, this unscripted everyman sports show will test your fandom and acumen no matter your preferred playing surface. And when the show is over and the dust settles, continue the conversation on our social media networks at Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook at VOR Sports. So grab a carpet square and settle in for the heartland of sports talk broadcasting from Northeast Ohio. The time to turn up the voice is now. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the Voices of Reason. I am Ryan Keller, and today we have with us the whole gang. Go ahead, guys. Hi, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. All right. So we're we're actually gonna we're actually gonna dive right into this, like Michael Phelps. He's not the. Dog, he didn't dude. dive. He just swam. He dive he dove. He dived. He kind of fell in. No, you dive gracefully. He swimming died. not a sport. Dope. Swimming is a sport. It absolutely is. No, we got we got into this a little bit last time. Actually, <laughs> oh yeah, we knew we need to do that on one of our shows. Yeah, hundred percent. We we talked about doing that, so that'll eventually come up. So we'll say we'll we'll pocket that one. Let's table that. This is a countertop. Countertop. Let's counter countertop. It. Countertop. All right. So like carrot top. I don't. Know, I'm probably going to edit a lot of this out. <laughs> no, say, keep, I it. keep it. I love, love it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we're gonna. All four of our listeners are gonna love it. <laughs> hey, I think we had like twenty five people one of them was you. in the last show. <laughs> I, I listened to it like three times, but my, mine's all during the editing process. Yeah. John. What? Yes. Who's winning the NBA Finals? Raptors or Warriors? Warriors. Okay, you're on the record. Sam, same question. Who's winning? Why? The NBA okay, why was mine so distorted? Warriors. Ryan. Raptors. Ooh. Nick. Okay, so we're three Warriors, one Raptors. I'm also going to pick the Warriors just because that's what's going to happen. And nothing I want ever comes true. Oh, <laughs> all right. So the reason that yours sounds a little different is because you edited it. I did, but not terrible. Be- not because of that reason. Change when my answer. no, when you liar. <laughs> when I I could pull up. I'll pull up the the real audio because when Andy said it, he didn't say Raptors. He what said rockets. I said rockets? You did. Oh, so man. So I had to actually take... So this whole thing, we can throw it all out. It's in <laughs> No. So I, I had to take a, um, uh, a portion of you actually saying the word raptors from an earlier spot and then cut out the rockets and put the raptors in. Editing. That is spots. extremely crafty. <laughs> Sounds so, to me like so, you manipulated what I said. No, I did not manipulate you manipulated what, Andy said. what you said. If I still have the original audio, I will most definitely pull it up. I Darren wish, Nimi would call for a mistrial. <laughs> I wish you would have changed <laughs> attorney, what I said at the end. Attorney Darren Nimi. Well, aren't you happy with the results, though? I'm very happy with the results. I think everyone in America except the state of California is happy with the results. I don't care one way or the other. Nobody in America is happy because a Canadian team won? I, I am. I picked them. There's like, let's be real, there's like half a Canadian on that team. Let's be real. No one really cares about the NBA. Let's be real, the best team didn't win. I, I don't know. I do. I do what the best that? player won? I would agree with that. I, do. I, I don't think the best player won. Or I'm sorry, I don't think the best team won. 
I do have a question, um, and I thought about this. I don't know if I've asked it already, but at the risk of repeating myself, I'll ask it again. Given what happened with, I mean, you obviously can't predict injuries or how things go, but did LeBron leave the East a year too early? Oh, absolutely. It sure looks that way. Yeah? But who's to say they would have gotten past I'm, yeah, that's obvious. Past Toronto. Can they get past Toronto or Milwaukee? Probably yeah. not. I don't know. Watch out for those Toronto Rockets. So the rumor on the street is is that KD is going to end up in Brooklyn and team up with Kyrie. Apparently, they've had multiple meetings about where they're going together. Like I think they said on two separate occasions, they've met to talk about where they want to go. So I don't know how the the whole betting odd things work, but I read an article today that said Brooklyn is minus one twenty five. Oof. For KD to end up in Brooklyn. Cool. Yay! <laughs> so Jay-Z's going to be happy. I didn't understand how he went from going to the Knicks to now going to the Nets. Well, someone else came out Jay-Z. and said that there's absolutely no one from Golden State who's going to end up on the Knicks. That I could believe. Who was it? Uh, Andre Iguodala Iguod- came out and said that. I mean, he would know, I think. Actually, the idea of them kind of going to Brooklyn's kind of cool. I mean, when was the last time Brooklyn was relevant? Jason Kidd? I mean, it, I it might it. give us another team to talk about. In the East. That's true. Yeah, it took me a minute to realize where Brooklyn came from. Like, I was thinking, Brooklyn. I know they haven't been a team that long. Where are they from? I'm like, Nets. <laughs> New Jersey. Right. That's the other thing. Kyrie did just buy a house in Jersey. That is confirmed. Why the hell would you do that? <laughs> apparently that's where he wants to he's supposed to leave his agent and sign with Jay-Z's he already agency. did I would rather did. commute yep. from Cleveland every day than New Jersey in New Jersey I mean if or you... just take the burning tire across the Hudson <laughs> and then you're there there you go I don't know I mean basketball doesn't feel the same since LeBron left the East Coast all these players can end up in a different team next year it seems like they play musical chairs with free agency I mean is it going to be anybody else but the Raptors and the Warriors next year? Oh, if well, yeah, because if Kawhi leaves, then so <laughs> what happens? He's going out west by so, all accounts. Well, Kawhi, Kawhi, would you want to do that? Right, Kawhi, not. <laughs> so because Leonard, you would. Yeah, <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. Uh, anyways, so he actually opted out already of his contract in Toronto, right? Okay. But they came out and said. That he's very, very, very strongly, almost 100% going to re-sign there. He's just opting out so that he can get another I mean, he doesn't deal. have to pay for another meal in the entire country of Canada it's for the, the rest of the same thing life. LeBron did. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You know, you're, you're just you're going to opt out with every intention of re-signing. You're just going to try to get a better deal. Oh, it's because the salary cap goes up every year, which means the max deal goes up every year, which means... You opt out every year. Yeah. Yep. If you're that good. But, you know, to Sam's point about how these guys are kind of having these secret meetings, back alley deals, whatever, it, it, it further just proves what we've talked about before about how the NBA is a joke and how they handle their free agency and, and how the players really control the league. This is case in point. I mean, you've got probably the two biggest free agents this year, and they're conspiring to go to the same team. And I get it. That's how the NBA is now. But th- is this surprising in any way to anyone? No. I, I, th- I think when LeBron went to Miami – that kind of took all those surprises away from free agency moving forward. I, I don't, you you had super teams before LeBron went to Miami. Though. It started with Boston. With yeah. yeah, with the Durant and Garnett, Garnett, Garnett and Pearson, Rajon. But Rondo. they weren't talking in the side. That was the general manager who pulled everything together. It, they weren't free agents because didn't they make a trade for 
They made a trade to get one of them. They Rondo, made a trade I think. to get Garant or Garnett. Garnett. Yes, yes. It was it was the original trio was Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray, Ray Allen. Allen. Ray Allen. Then but, they added but, the, the Toronto Raptor himself, Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. He looks like a raptor. Yes, he does. <laughs> he runs like a dinosaur. <laughs> So I, I don't think that was necessarily the super teams. And like all the super teams in the past, if you think about it, the Celtics, Bulls, uh, Lakers, those were all teams that were built yeah. by the general managers. They weren't got they hated each other. Same because thing with the Spurs. Free agency wasn't a thing. Yes. So that's the biggest difference. Le- LeBron's decision ruined everything. He made it a spectacle. I think he definitely pushed the envelope forward. But he is that once in a lifetime player that can make it a spectacle. And he did, but he's ESPN he's, he's kind of ruined the NBA moving forward with the way that their free agency is. I don't like it at all. I don't either. I'm I'm over it. Like go go to a different team, and we're we're going to see in the playoffs anyway. I mean, imagine if you're like a fan of like the Sacramento Kings. Like, why do you even bother? Well, and that's the, the thing. Sacramento Kings are still there. Yeah, I don't even know. So like the Memphis Grizzlies or. The Charlotte Hornets, like, why even, like, how do they even sell tickets? I don't know. You know you're not going to win. No. Well, I mean, then, I mean, we'll transition that into the NFL. Actually, before you jump, like, let's, how many, uh, like, giant fan bases in the NBA are there? Like, could you ever, like, just point to a city and say, that's a basketball town? Detroit. No, I lie. That's probably a hockey city. Um, No, no. I want to say Boston. No. But it's not a basketball I mean, town. It's L- an L- everything the town. LA, kinda... LA is a basketball LA town. LA is a basketball town. More so Are they than a basketball baseball. town or a, a USC town? town? Indiana is a basketball state. That's true. <laughs> okay. So Indianapolis is probably as close as it's going to get. Well, San Francisco is a basketball town now. Okay. True. State, but... Yeah, but that'll but, fade. But, but they're they're not a legitimate fan base. I wouldn't call them like a legitimate, like a city where the number one go to sporting event is an NBA game. I might say Miami. I, I think they, out of everything, that might be the biggest. There's a lot place. to do in Miami. Well, <laughs> absolutely, but I think from a from a a big four quote unquote sports perspective, I, I think Miami is the Heat first, and then everybody else is kind of second. I can, I can see that. I mean, the Dolphins maybe back in the day, but it definitely transitioned again when LeBron went to Miami. I mean, before then you had what Alonzo Mourning and Tim Hardaway. They started to gain a little bit of traction, but I, I mean, once LeBron came, you saw their their stadiums being definitely packed full. Before LeBron, they did have Shaq for a minute. I remember that they did, and Dwayne and du- Dwayne Wade, who everybody kind of sleeps on. Didn't, yeah. didn't they win two they titles with D Wade and Shaq back to back? Weren't they? Uh, they won at least one. I know for sure. No, they yeah. definitely won two. They did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember Hito Turkaloo? Yes, yeah. only because you. Do you remember going to Inner Circle Pizza and hating on him? Yes. When the Cavs were playing the Turkey Magic. Blue. What was it? Uh, Dwight Howard was on there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. That was a fun series to watch. But what's even funner is Anthony Davis. So that that deal in and of itself, I don't have the biggest problem with because it netted the Pelicans some pretty decent compensation in terms of three future first-round picks. Um, so I think... From a rebuilding standpoint, it makes sense for the Pelicans because we knew that Davis wasn't going to resign there anyway. Um, and it's not necessarily Davis forcing his way into a better situation. True. Yes, he wanted to go to the Lakers to play with LeBron, but it's not like he left New Orleans high and dry with nothing. 
I think New Orleans is in better shape now than they were when he was there. On yeah, paper, yeah. Absolutely. Much improved. Because and they really have, outside of him, they don't have anybody. And they have two more first-round picks. They have one next year. And then they have one in, I think, like 2024, which was an odd pick to give away. But, I mean, you think about it, who knows who's going to be available at that time. And you The one-and-done rule is probably going to be gone. I mean, you can add. Already. I, th- I think it might. Be I think it's like on the verge, or it is officially correct. now yep. done. So you're going to have your you're going to essentially have a better crop of talent yep. in that in that draft than you you do in in this one. Yeah, I think I think New Orleans made a smart trade. They got a lot for him, and you know, have fun out in the West. The only thing I, I hate about the NBA draft is you're getting a player like three months after you pick them, kind of thing, because. You make that pick, but we already know it's going to the other guy. So stop making the poor guys at the draft wear the wrong hats. Don't put a Lakers hat on somebody that you know is going to end up in the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. I did see stuff on yeah, social media about that. Like, just stop it. giving them hats altogether. Or don't even have them there. <laughs> yeah, Does anybody I mean, even watch the draft in no. the NBA? Like, who cares? No, I didn't watch any of it. It's not as bad as baseball, though, where you literally might never see that kid play. And or you don't see him for several years as he kind of works his way up through the, uh, the, the minor league system. Nick, did you get a tan? I did. Your head is shiny. Thank you. <laughs> Shinier than usual. You know what else is shiny? The Stanley Cup. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> We've done better than that. That was bad. No, I thought that that was <laughs> pretty that was good. good. You know what's bad, John? I'm the gonna, San Jose Sharks? I'm, oh, I'm going to play you what's bad. Huh? More, more manipulated audio? All right, rapid fire question number two. John, who is winning the Stanley Cup? Bruins or Blues? Bruins. All right. He's on the record for the Bruins. So I heard a sneeze first. The Blues. The Blues for Sam. Blues. Blues for Ryan. Blues. Blues for Nick. All right. And it does kind of suck. It does kind of suck because the Bruins are up one game. Disappointing. Ah! All right. I was right about that game. That was a lot of words. Um, I'm going to pick the Blues as well. There we go. There we go. I was 0 for 2. I I was 2 0. And I'll take it. So I doubt. John, you watched any of the series? I did not, in fact. I'm usually asleep by 9.30. Sam, did you? Uh, I was able to catch the entire last game. How about you, Nick? I watched the last three games. And I know Andy was watching quite a bit of it. Yeah, I watched not every game start to finish, but I watched most uh, most of every third period. It was a fun series to watch. Very good. There was only maybe one game... That was kind of a blowout. I think it was game three or game four. I mean, I think game three, Boston. Boston three was three. like six to yeah. two or something. Yeah, like it it got out of control. Good. But I tell you what, man, the goaltending was phenomenal. It was nice to see some some physicality, too, because the Bruins beat the hell out of everybody else that they played, and it was nice to see them finally get a comeuppance. I loved everything about and it. And I, I hate the Boston Bruins. I don't like them. I, I've talked before about how I hate Brad Marchand. But I tell you what, Zidane Chara took a puck to the mouth. Dude, yeah. <laughs> off his, off his uh, guard on he his arm. Took a puck to the mouth, ended up leaving the game, and came back on the bench and sat there for the rest of the game. Yep, did not and go then back in that game. came back and played in every other game the rest of the series with a broken jaw. Which is phenomenal. And it was wired shut. Yeah, he was eating so, through a straw for three games. Four, I think it was four, four games. games. Yeah. So he played four games with a broken jaw. Nine days. Getting all his nutrition through a straw. Just to circle back to the last episode, that's the injury, I would quit. <laughs> well, if it would have hit you in the nose, as John soon, would have As quit. soon as I have to oh, drink my food, I'm out. 
You've yeah. obviously never had a milkshake. <laughs> well, I mean, th- that's because I want a milkshake, not because I'm forced to it. I don't hockey, have choice. Hockey I don't, I don't think he drank out of a straw though. because he played hockey. I think he drank out of a, sh- a straw because his jaw was wired shut because he broke it. Well, he was probably I, mean, I, think, any, I think when you break your jaw, period, they kind of have to do he that. He was probably missing a front tooth anyway. So I'm, I mean, is he Canadian? He's probably missing more than one. Uh, no, he is. He's from over in Europe. Same Chara, thing. Chara. No. Like Charizard, uh, Ethiopia, or something. Some Soviet That's bloc country, yeah, former Soviet bloc it's, country. It's somewhere, somewhere over there. But it was a lot of fun to watch. I got a kick out of it. I uh, I watched every game, every minute. Dude, the city went ballistic. Yeah, That's their first ever Stanley Cup. It, how long did it take? Fifty three years? Fifty two? Something like that. It was yeah. a while. I know it's been a long time. When and, did the Rams win the? Uh... The Super Bowl. Kurt Warner. 2000. 2000. So, well, but you've got the Cardinals that have won, obviously, since then. But St. Louis isn't exactly, you know, oh, the Boston where they're winning something every other year. Well, I mean, Stanley Cup, they've only ever played in one other Stanley Cup, and they got swept. So, in this series, they got their first Stanley Cup victory, and then they ended up hoisting, hoisting the trophy. You see, for all you Sacramento Kings fans out there, there's still <laughs> hope. But, yeah. It Actually, was, there uh, isn't. It, it was a lot. And, and the story with them going from – Dead last in the league on January third to ended up winning the finals. That is it's phenomenal, just unbelievable. Can you imagine doing that in any other sport? There, there were a so lot hard. of uh, feel good stories too coming from from this finals. Uh, there was a little girl for the Blues who had some type of blood disorder, and she was a season ticket holder. Um, well, she was uh, her family, but she went to every home Blues game, and they would stand right by the entranceway when they would come out and try to get a high five. Well, after a while players actually started to notice that she hadn't been there and they reached out to try to contact them to figure out like what was going on. And uh, a couple of the blues players became really, really close with her. And uh, for the final, she wasn't allowed to travel and they got permission to fly her out to Boston for game seven. And uh, she got to touch the Stanley cup on the ice with the players at the end of the game. So it was, it was a really, really cool story. And those are the kind of things that I, I like to see in the NHL. So, it, that is an awesome story, first of all. But one of the coolest things about hockey is the fact that, what is it, everybody gets a day with the cup? Yeah, day with the cup. So I I love these kind of like just blind drawing things. If you had a day with the Stanley Cup, what would you do with it? I would I would share it with as many people as I possibly could. Like if, if I started off playing hockey at a young age, like I would take it to the rink I played at and let them see it. Any coach, any person who took me to and from practice – I'd make sure that everybody got an opportunity to, to, to see the cup and have fun with it. Sam? I'd put lipstick and a dress on it and take it on a date. <laughs> Sam, would, <laughs> Sam would touch the cup. <laughs> Mr. Andrew. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Drink the blood of my enemies from it? Solid. And Nick? That's a very Conan response. <laughs> I <get> that. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid now. <laughs> I mean, I'd, probably, I'd, I'd have to fill it with some sort of breakfast cereal and just enjoy a giant bowl. That's a much better idea. Somebody, I feel like that's probably been done. A lot of people do it. Easy answer. Add a heat source to the bottom. Freaking queso fondue at top. <laughs> like, come on now. There's oh. really one answer. I mean, I feel like you probably have to clean it out before you give us no, the next No, you don't. <laughs> Chocolate fountain. No rules. A lot of a lot of guys actually like if they have newborn babies will bathe their baby. There you go. Which is that. disgusting. Yep. Well, it gets cleaned every time. I would I'm find. So I take back my answer. I would find my old hockey coach Gordon Bombay, who inspired me. Quack. He was your. He Quack. was your coach. He was my old Quack. coach. I, I don't. I, I don't, don't know if I do that. I had no idea we were in the presence of a child actor. Yep, right? There you go. 
Were you in D1, D2, or I was D3? in D3 D3? where they went to college. He uh, means Selbach D3 with his involvement with these children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when when uh, Crosby won the cup for the first time, he wanted to go through the process. Like, I love this guy. He's amazing. He wanted to go through the process of cleaning the cup. So yeah. he had the – there's one guy who they call him like the keeper of the cup. He's the one who travels with it everywhere. He's responsible for it. And Is that Lord Stanley? <laughs> no, Lord Stanley's not. father Paul Stanley. Stanley. It's father Paul, Stanley. Paul, Paul Stanley. <laughs> um, so he asked the guy to like show him how he goes through cleaning the cup. And it was really neat. Toothbrush. And Did they use water? A ton of bleach. Yeah, soap and water basically is all it was. <laughs> wow. If you want to see some craziness I'm with the cup, <laughs> see if you can Google um, Alex Ovechkin's day with the cup. Uh, I, I don't I feel I don't, like I remember that. I don't think anyone has drank more alcohol out of that cup than Ovi has. And he passed out with it in his hotel room. Sweet. <laughs> Gold. Jaeger was my other choice if, if Von Du wasn't on, on the top of my list. Oh, you know, so no, you know Russia, we, we would play beer pong you. with <laughs> the Stanley you. Cup. Like it's like one of those carnival games. You try to get to hit off the stop sign and jump in. Yeah, there you go. No, the the milk jug game where they've well, got the everybody knows you can't win that one. You could make a hell of a car bomb out of that thing. Oh, the Stanley Cup? Challenge accepted. It's like 35 pounds, though. So It'd have to be Canadian to, beer, though. You'd have to, like, drink Canadian it. Canadian whiskey no. would be easy. You'd have to, like, drink it through a straw. Oh, yeah. Like the one guy Molson. from uh, the Blues. Oof. Mr. Brogenjaw, he can drink that. that one. Was, uh, he was from the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, I, I wanted to pose a question to you guys because... I'm um, excited. What's that? I'm excited for this. Okay, so it just happened to work out that the Blues ended up winning the Stanley Cup Finals. And it made me think of this question because when I play NHL on on the Xbox, the first team I pick is always the Penguins. And after a while, I get I get tired of playing with those uniforms and playing with that team. So when I do my creative player, I, I go to the Pens. And I always end up picking the St. Louis Blues as the team that I go to or request the trade for. Um, a, because... Well, mostly A, because I love their uniforms. Their their uniforms are some of the best in hockey. The the light baby blue is is phenomenal. And there's a dinosaur in the background. Keep going. <laughs> Don't mind the Velociraptor <laughs> screaming in the it's back. It's just rage on Ron. I was gonna say somebody say it. So other than your main team, what is what's your go to other team? And and if you have it in multiple sports, go ahead and, and pick it in multiple your most sports. Obscure. Yeah, because, I mean, I have an idea of some that you like. I know one for sure in the NFL. The, o- the Oakland Raiders. Raiders. Houston. Or is it just based off of uniforms? Are we talking just uniforms here or so, just teams? So, so let's start off with, uh, uh, like, tell the audience who your teams you root for mainly and then go into your se- uh, secondary. So for every sport or just specific? It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. anything. So obviously I'm a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. Sure. Um, I've liked the Oakland Raiders since I was little just because my dad liked them and I the, like, the logo is cool, the colors are cool, whatever. But um, And I've always said that if the Browns never returned to the NFL in 99, I would have rooted for the Houston Texans because color scheme is cool. However, Sam is patting himself on the back. The team that I always 100% without a doubt is my go-to for video games and or that kind of like if I were in this Detroit Lions, love the uniforms, love everything about them. It's they're usually terrible, so it's kind of like a, a rebuilding thing that I try to do with them. <laughs> True. A, a restore the roar. 
Hashtag. Oh. So <laughs> love it. That's, wow. That's, Hold, uh, do that's they great. use that? Because if should, they, I, I believe they do. Uh, I was gonna say if they don't, we need to get on the phone with Detroit like, right I've, now. I've always yeah. love like that. That shade of blue is pure ecstasy. Royal the Hawaiian blue, blue. Or the Honolulu blue. Um, Dominic Raiola, for whatever reason, was one of my favorite players for the longest time. Their longtime center, who retired a few years ago, was from Hawaii. He was cool. Um, but yeah, I, for whatever reason, the Lions are always my go-to for let me try to fix this in my games and whatnot. Now, keep in mind, the game that I play most exclusively <laughs> is ESPN NFL 2K5. So Joey Harrington, I believe, is a rookie in this game. So they're awful. You have Charles Rogers, Roy Williams, and uh, Stephen Alexander, I believe, are other skill players with Kevin Jones at running back. So it's, it's pretty easy to be a terrible team and rebuild them in this game. All right, Sam, you go next. So we'll go along with John and say that, you know, diehard Browns fan. But I don't know that I necessarily pick another team to root for. I appreciate Green Bay. I, I would have to say Green Bay. Like, the Browns just never came back. But that wasn't related to anything other than watching that, what was it, 2005 draft and seeing Aaron Rodgers, like, basically, just waiting and waiting and waiting. And I, I just appreciate good quarterback play. So I, I loved Indianapolis because I like to watch Peyton Manning. I like, you know, Green Bay because I like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, so on and so forth with quarterbacks. But if I'm going to play like Madden or any football game, what I'll always do is just pick a team at random. I'll, you know, hit the random button and I do a fantasy draft and I make a team exclusively of rookies for no other reason than the challenge of it. That's a cool idea. So they all retire at the same time. <laughs> Brutal. It never gets past. I, 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 don't, so I, don't, know that I, play, I don't know that I play more than two or three years in a, like a, in a dynasty, but right. it's always just like I like to see a like. What other teams get what other players? Oh, you like, see oh I have the first overall pick. I'm going to take, you know, Kyler Murray or, you know, Dwayne Haskins. I never thought of doing it that it's, way. It's fun. Or I'll take, like, the oldest players in the league and make a team of them. I just pick – I'll make stupid, you know, challenges for myself to make a team based on. I will take the, the lowest-rated player at every position, <laughs> put him on my team, struggle through the season, and then try to rebuild that. What's the longest you've ever had a dynasty go in, like, Madden or something like that? 15 years. Oh, like you actually played all of them? 15 years. Oh, my Lord. I think the longest I had was seven in college football. I think I had eight, and I was like, I, and then my quarterback retired. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out. Nick, who are your teams? Uh, Please share. Well, we'll go, we'll go purely based on like a video game perspective, because that's what I would go for is if I'm not playing the Browns in Madden, I'm playing the Panthers. I like the, the dominant defense. I like the color scheme. Stop in all it. fairness, in, in real life, if the Ravens weren't the former Browns, I would love everything about that You're team. You're out of your mind. I love They're the color terrible. scheme. I love the logo. Like I love everything about it. <laughs> everything about them I love, except for the fact that they were the Browns. They're purple and black. They are I walking love bruises. Love it. Love it. Terrell Look. Suggs looks like an abused horse. Love the scheme. Love the logo. Uh, hockey games, I can remember playing on Genesis. And always picking the NHL ninety four. Always picking the Vancouver Canucks because I love the uniforms. Which ones? The black, red, and yellow ones. So I think they're not the new blue and green, which are no. They're actually I think bringing the black ones back as an alternate uniform for this upcoming year. Yeah. All right, Andy, go ahead. Uh, So the main teams are Minnesota Vikings and the Boston Red Sox for football and baseball, respectively. For football, my secondary team is actually something I picked recently is Buffalo Bills. Um, that is only because uh, I had a friend that I worked with 
um, mutual acquaintance, I guess we'll call him. I didn't know him for very long, but he passed away recently. And we used to talk on the bench all the time during breaks about football. And he w- he was a Bills fan, and he would we would always go back and forth about, oh yeah, the Bills are doing good this year. Well, maybe. And, you know, and I missed those times, so I was just like, after after he passed away, I was like, you know what? I'm going to root for the Bills from here on out, uh, just in his memory. And uh, for baseball, <laughs> yeah, I know that was pretty That's hardcore, such a wasn't story. it? Right? I, I just like cats. <laughs> I like lions. I like rookies, so. Uh, before that, I didn't actually give really two darns about another football team other than Minnesota. Um, but the Bills are cool. I love the fan base. I love the atmosphere of it. Like, I'm just now getting recently into it. That's probably why I'm a Josh Allen truther right now. Um, full disclosure. So, yeah, that's the Bill side. Oh, what, what, do you have a comment? No, okay. You can cheer for the Bills because they're the AFC. You can still cheer for them. I guess. If they ever meet, oh, well, I win. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Josh Allen. Oh, let's save that for the end. <laughs> he has a really strong <laughs> I, I, I think there's potential. And if it doesn't happen this year, if we don't see some kind of substantial growth with an increased uh, core of skill set players around him, then I will probably concede. Um, but for the time being, I think I, I think he's got potential. Um, and the baseball one is just the Cincinnati Reds. No real story Whoa. behind it. And the hockey, I can't tell you yet because I actually, <laughs> if you go to our Facebook page and become a uh, somebody that likes it and follows it, I have a video that I'm producing right now that I'm going to, to tell you my story of how I picked a hockey team. Oh, did you finally pick one? Uh, I can't tell you. I mean, you got to watch the video. I, that's uh, what we call a teaser. Tease. It's not. It's nothing. I think we should start a poll and vote on hockey teams beforehand to pick. It's nothing crazy. It's just how I went through the process. That's awesome, though. That that's really cool that you've taken the time to to invest into the sport because it is a lot of fun. I'll tell you one thing. We can do that for me for a college team because while I casually cheer for the Buckeyes, I have no rooting interest whatsoever. So if you want to like go through a process of we trying sh- to get me East a Carolina Coastal college Pirates. team, to we really, should set up a, really go into. We should uh, do like a bracket and I'm, put it on the let, let our listeners pick John's college team. But I get I, to pick like reasons I hate specific things and or like specific. Things. I, oh, God, I, I, I kind of want to be list. in on that because I'm dumping Michigan because <laughs> shit. Well, hey, you could like Central Michigan. You I, could, I like, just want to get out of the state. You can like Western Michigan. They're underwater. <laughs> You're right just now. done with them I, completely. I just want to get out of the state. No, uh, uh, Austin Appleby's coaching up at Central Michigan. He's the quarterback's coach there. By the way, Austin, quick, we like you. I still want to get out of the state. Quick, quick update. I, I talked to him uh, actually today, and uh, he got a tryout with the XFL. He's going down this weekend, and uh, he's going to give it his best. So uh, I think he's got it in the bag. So we want to wish Austin best of luck. It's always cool to cheer for a guy from a small town, small market. Uh, they're so small that I forgot about them. Wow. What, the Tampa Bay Rays? <laughs> yes. So it came out this past week that the Tampa Bay Rays have petitioned with the Major League Baseball, and Major League Baseball gave them the okay to see if they could be a two-country team. Stupid. So they're, they're talking with the city of Montreal to potentially play half their season in Tampa Bay. In half their season in Montreal, um, mayor of Tampa Bay had some not-so-nice words to say yeah, about the team. Um, we talked about calling them the, the Tampa Bay X-Rays. I think we or should. Was it the Montreal X-Rays? I love it. You know what the One Tampa Bay things. X-Ray sounds like? It sounds like it's 1997 Porn. and we were trying to make I was baseball thinking like extreme a, all like of a sudden. A radiology thing. <laughs> or you know when you go to make your team and they've got like the, the Titan 
the the fake uniforms. Oh, the really bad creative teams. Yeah, where you had to pick the stupid logos. The non-licensed yeah. logos. <laughs> You'd have the, the Tampa Bay X-rays. I'm going to be the Houston Wagons. I think it's an absolutely stupid idea. I think it's dangerous. Forget stupid. I think it, if allowed to happen and go to fruition, which is asinine, this could be a death nail for small market teams in major sports. I mean, imagine being a player having to fiddle with your finances and that kind of stuff coming out of like having <laughs> half, your, in Canada. half your income coming from Canada, half your income coming from Florida. Well, I mean, they don't, there's no, no tax in Florida. Right. But they get double tax in Canada. <laughs> what, what irritates me the most is that this is just another example of people that want to participate in professional sports not wanting to commit. If you want to put a team in Montreal, by all means, do it. There's a market for it there, probably. If you want to put a team in Ottawa, try it. Who cares? But the fact that you're going to split up an entire season between two countries because nobody that owns this team or the, the principal owner that owns this team is not willing to fork over his own money to build a new stadium. He's trying to get tax, taxpayer dollars to build him a new stadium. Well, they stadium. should probably have some taxpayers go to the games. You're, you're alienating your entire fan base by doing that. They're I, horrible. They're, all there four of their fans? You didn't let me finish. There isn't many of them there. But the ones who are are being like, well, I don't want to root for I'm this I'm pretty sure if you're not sitting in a Tropicana press box, you're not going to that game. It's that simple. And clearly, clearly it's the indoors. Yeah, clearly the. Uh, I mean, Tropicana Field is terrible. Don't get me wrong, but clearly that there is no you know desire to watch baseball in Tampa because the Rays are actually a good team. Like they won ninety games and missed the playoffs just because they happen to be in the AL East. It's not their fault. It's true. Why not just move the whole team to Montreal? Like I, I, I the idea that, of it is, that would be is the best interesting. Thing it's it's a logistics nightmare for sure. From what I read, Montreal has no desire to build a dome stadium. They will only build an open air stadium. Which and is it, the reason the second half of the year would be in Montreal. Yes. To take advantage of the good weather in Florida for the first half, even though they're inside, assuming the stadium and whatnot stay the same, but that would give them the reason to play their That's late the summer, early it. fall games in Montreal. No, no, we talked in the group text about potential cities like say tampa wanted to the rays wanted to move like some potential baseball cities and we talked about how there's no professional baseball team in the carolina area um yeah but they got the braves brian satina said that uh seven for seven brian <laughs> said, said that uh with there's so many different teams to root for there with collegiate and they root for, for the Duke, braves it's very saturated when you think about it yeah that it wouldn't be good there and i was thinking like what about Nashville? North Nashville's, Dakota. Nashville's blowing up for everything. It is. It's it's when we went down to see my brother, I could not believe the amount of construction and the giant buildings that are popping up there. I mean, they jumped on the uh I mean, the Predators get, bandwagon and they are the Predator fan base is enormous. You would get a huge Kentucky following too because there's nothing in Kentucky. Nobody I, wants to cheer for the Reds, so that's not going to happen. And I mean, Kentucky's a big baseball town. I mean, you yeah, got Louisville right there with Louisville Slugger. Was it Louisville or Louisville? It's just Kentucky's not a town. It's a state. Well, Louisville is a town. I, I think the pronunciation is acceptable. All right. Anyways, they they make the damn bats there. Come on, why not? Why not put a team somewhere close? Well, I think that you're running the risk of seeing your small market teams kind of doing the same thing and holding the cities hostage. And I hate to say it because it would kind of hurt my feelings a whole heck of a lot, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland was one of those teams on a short list. I mean, from an ownership standpoint, they don't want to spend the money it's going to take to keep that team relevant. 
the fans are pretty fed up with being good every 10 years and then watching the window slam shut. So if you're Indians ownership, you're going to look to possibly sell the team. And but, but the, who the, wants to keep them viable? The Indians there? have been around for a hundred but the small mar- the small market teams Tampa Bay was what the expansion in ninety six six was that the Rays and the Devil the maybe ninety five yeah I think you're you're close it's around there so you've only had a team there for twenty five years but but the small market towns aren't willing to spend the money that they can they'd rather be bad and collect the luxury taxes from the big market teams and instead of investing that into their team. The owners just put it in their pockets. Oh, well, and that's part of the problem is they just they're there to make money. Which I mean, I get it. I'm not gonna be a hypocrite. Your business all work. Yeah, that's what a business is. However, you have to be able to invest back into the product to even. Well, that's not the city's fault. Though. That's the Honestly, owner's fault. I have family that lives in Tampa, and where Tropicana Field is positioned in Tampa is a an absolutely terrible spot. It's in the middle of the city. The the lightning. Arena is right there, too. Everything in Tampa Bay is in one little spot. You have to take two bridges to get into Tampa Bay. And guess what? One of them is always closed and under construction, and the other one takes three hours to traverse. So a logistic issue of actually getting to the stadium, too. Which is eerily reminiscent of Cleveland because the Browns were originally suggested to be in the Gateway Project to have Jacobs Field, the Gund Arena, and Cleveland Browns Stadium all within that little plaza. Art Modell balked at the whole thing, and we all know how that played out. So it's not as unrealistic as you think for these teams to just no, it's and it's leave. not. But, but you but, have to work with it. Look at what Philadelphia did. Philadelphia has an entire sports park where all four of their stadiums are across the street from each other. That's and what you just said. Out. Tampa had, but Philadelphia is not in the middle of the town. It's not in the. It's that in downtown Philadelphia. Tampa Bay. All their stadiums are in downtown Tampa Bay. You cannot go into the city without seeing the sports stadium. It doesn't help that Tropicana Field's a dump. That's also true. I, I mean, this is kind of a double-edged sword because if you're an owner and fans aren't going to show up, why would you invest the money into it? But at the same time, if you're a fan and you know your owner is not going to invest money into your team to be relevant, why would you go to the games? It's kind of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It's a wonderful question that I don't think we'll ever have an answer for. Well, it, that leads you to believe, or I guess question, all of these different studies that these leagues do when picking out expansion areas. So let's take, for example, the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars were, maybe not net, you know, in 2018, but in, in 2017, they were a couple good throws away from going to the Super Bowl. Doesn't, But their fan base just isn't there because Jacksonville isn't, I guess, a strong enough market to host an NFL team. And it, it begs the question, what did they see outside of dollar signs when they allocated Jacksonville an NFL franchise, when you passed up, you know, teams like Nashville or cities like Nashville, cities like uh, Houston at the time, like you, I think that is something that we need to explore a little bit further is how exactly do these cities get selected outside of who's going to bid the most? Because a city like Tampa, can it really, I mean, Florida is kind of a retirement destination for the most part. Anyway, granted Tampa is not Florida in, you know, in a nutshell, but can they really sustain University of Miami, the My like the Dolphins, the the Marlins, the Marlins, the 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 Magic, like all Florida's only so big. Can they really sustain all these different markets? There's there's two football teams in Florida, there three are, football teams in Florida. There are so many big cities and stuff too that only have either one or zero 
professional sports team. You don't think that if you put a team in San Antonio that people would go to the games? There's I a reason Pittsburgh doesn't have a basketball team. Well, I, just, I don't think it's, it's, it's viable. It's because of hockey. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. But they know that they're going to be wasting their time and money to try to fund a basketball franchise yeah, when I agree. 90% of that city, when doesn't they're not cheering for the Steelers, are cheering for the Penguins. Yeah. So why would you do that? I, Cleveland is the same way with hockey. Like, we've got three consistent sports that are already – Two of them right now are struggling to, to gain any momentum. Well, I mean, you, so why would you add a fourth? You have the monsters there too. I mean, having a professional team in Cleveland just wouldn't make sense. I mean, and at one time just they did. got a professional football team last year, so <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> I think I think there are a lot of towns and a lot of cities that could really benefit from from doing it. Like um, Seattle just got a hockey team, so they're going to be the next expansion team. And they sold out season tickets within like 40 minutes. Yeah, but a lot of that's probably novelty and the fact that they haven't had anything since the Seahawks to really cheer for. Yeah, but you still have the the fan base that that wants it there. That's that's, We were talking about them doing like uh, the the research to try to figure out where to put a team. I mean, they had to have done the research. I mean, there's been talk about the Seattle Sonics going back there for a while. I was just going to say, how much of it is playing on their emotions of, hey, you had your team ripped away, let's give you a new one. Why not? Because... That once the novelty wears off, which is my point with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, everything's a novelty in hockey to you. Nothing's no, no. a novelty in any other sport. You mentioned hockey, true. and everything's a novelty. Absolutely not. But but once the novelty wears off, are the Vegas Knights going to be sustainable? Absolutely. I, yes. See, I don't. I don't. So. I, don't I don't see. See, that's so I, where. But to be fair, I think it's going to be the same with the Raiders. You don't understand hockey fans. Question. You don't understand Vegas sports fans. Question. I understand. I understand hockey fans, and hockey fans are loyal to the bone. Question. Define sustainability. Consistent for a sports franchise. Um, relevance. There's there's not a single franchise in the NHL who struggles with attendance. Almost. Where every did the Knights s- come from? They were they, they were, were expansion, uh, expansion team. Oh, oh. Well, what about the Winnipeg Jets? Winnipeg has a team. So where did they come from? They went. weren't they. There was an issue. I think they were in Carolina. No. Uh, so what Atlanta. you're saying is even those diehard hockey fans who would do anything to keep their team still have the possibility of losing a team. Yeah. It doesn't the happen. diehard Cleveland Browns it fans. It doesn't happen do that often team, in the NHL. It, does hap- it happens across the board. I understand that. But it doesn't happen because they they don't have fans. They still sold out the arenas. It's not, it's, not all, it's not just about the fans. When I say sustainability, you have to remain relevant in the marketplace. So that's why a team – like. Define relevant in the so, marketplace. So let's take your Buffalo so, Bills, for so, example. So selling out arenas is not relevant. It's part of the equation, sure. But it's not the full thing. Then then what else? The Buffalo is? Bills set all of their games. How many games did they win last year? They still have fans going to every single game. But Cleveland it, has fans going to every single game. And they haven't been relevant since 1999. It. Talk about sustainability. Cleveland hasn't been sustainable since 1999. And why do you think that is? Because they've already had their franchise taken away. So they have the fear. Then why bring them back? If they say anything wrong, it's going to be taken away again. Oh, my God. That's the reason the Cleveland media is so easy on all the teams there. They're terrified. They're going to poop themselves if the team leaves again. I don't think Cleveland media is easy on. The oh teams. my god! Then you don't know anything about the media. Have you ever looked at their? Have you ever heard their interviews? Isn't that one? It's uh, softball after Tony, softball. Tony Grossi has done nothing but bash Odell Beckham Jr. since he got signed. That's by Cleveland. not journalism. That's cynicism. He's 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 publishing it as a journalist for an unaffiliated talk radio show. Isn't that the media? It's still though? media. Local? I mean, that's, any that's, more than so, that. So, do you it's really expect, media. like, media that is working for the team? Media don't work for the team. Then media. They're unbiased sources. Then every single media is unaffiliated. But what I'm saying 
is you can't take a look at what Tony Grossi is tweeting about and say that that's the climate of the questions that are being asked to the the coach, the front office, whatever. Why has nobody come out and said to the Dolans like, "Hey, why aren't you buy, like why aren't you funding this team? You let 500 home runs and 400 RBIs walk out the door and you did nothing about it." They're so afraid to ruffle the feathers because you're going to always have that card of we're moving the team over their heads that fans are afraid to boycott anymore. If your teams are good, you don't have to worry about it. I, I think I think the root problem of this isn't so much attendance and uh, like winning or anything like that. Just to give you some perspective, as a fan of a team that almost got moved out to L.A., um, the Vikings were needed a new stadium because the roof collapsed, right? Literally. The roof Literally the roof caved in. Um, and they came up in conversation more often than not that this could be a potential landing spot for them in L.A. And I thought to myself, oh, God, L.A. Vikings, I'm not rooting for that. That's dumb. And I think what what it like you mentioned, if we look at the study on how market what markets are viable for expansion franchises, the answer I think that we're going to find is that who's going to pay for the stadium because the owners don't want to. That's honestly probably the biggest part of it so i think if you focus more on the business aspect of it as opposed to the um perceived uh fandom or relevance uh, as far as having a winning franchise yes maybe that does play a key part well the the nobody cares about tampa bay baseball lowest attendance fifteen thousand average per year or per game or whatever it is i forget the statistic that i read um but if you have if you can i mean it's like the movie major league you know if you get attendance below a certain threshold then you can break your lease and move from the city but at the same time, I think we're in a day and an age where the owners don't want to pay the money to build these brand new historical stadiums. Not every owner a billion plus and growing. Right. Not every owner is Jerry Jones that wants to build Jerry World. They want the citizens to do it for them. And they usually are pretty good about getting that done. Which was a big reason Cleveland left, correct? It was part of the reason, yeah. yeah. And it was one of the reasons the Vikings were able to stay because they locked in that deal. They got um, the new stadium built, which is phenomenal. But I just to cool. just to sort of close my thought here, I don't. Their stadium is phenomenal, by the way. I mean, the, the Indians don't sell out every game anymore like they used to when they were winning all the time, and they had the star power of like Robbie Alomar, Jim Tomey, et cetera, et cetera. But they still, I mean, Cleveland fans are still really loyal to all their teams, and absolutely. And I don't think that there's a fear about any of them going anywhere for two reasons: one, the fan base is absolutely not going to tolerate that, and number two. As we just discussed, I think there's very few sustainable markets left in the country for a team to go and succeed. I would agree with that. And I guess part of the point I was trying to make was not exclusive to on-field performance attendance, but the business aspect of it is Mm -hmm. huge. So that coupled with the fact that owners are not going to want to fund a stadium, they're Mm -hmm. going to want the cities in which they are playing to do so, Mm -hmm. that's going to be the carrot they're going to hold over over the city's head. I I think if anyone ever tried to take a team out of Cleveland again, they would burn that whole city to the ground. Oh, they'd set it. It would never happen. That's why I don't understand. And and I think if one going to lose, I think the Indians are the one to go. I, I don't think they. I don't think they would take a team out. Of Why Cleveland. wouldn't they get rid of the Cavs first? Without LeBron, they just they? won a championship. You need something to well, happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, what? Three years ago, the Indians were in the cha- the AFC, or the uh, World Series. A- a- well, they were in the AL Championship the year before, weren't they? I don't remember. And they then they were in the yeah. World Series. The year after they yeah. were in the AL Championship. What was it the year after? The year after. But the thing is, the fans have seen this show before. Where you're good for three years and then you suck for ten because you take all of your assets, you trade them away to teams that can compete from a contractual standpoint. Whereas you build up the the, the farm systems for these other teams. We said it on a show either last week or the week before. I, I've mentioned it. The numerous Indians times. are the best farm yep. system for the MLB, 
And that can only be so accepted by the Cleveland fans that eventually they're just going to be like, you know what? If you guys aren't going to take this seriously, why are we? Question for all you Browns, uh, three Browns fans here. Um, since we're talking about a lot of a lot of this stuff, uh, like uh, uh, relevance and winning and, and fans getting mad and pick it up and going, why haven't you guys quit the Browns? Just out of general curiosity. I'm not trying to pick or anything. I'm just like, the, I, I kind of want to know. I have a shitload of merch. So, you're, so, basically, so basically, you're invested. I, I mean, that's absolutely it. I mean, I've spent all this time, you know, wallowing through misery. And, you know, now we have that glimmer of hope this year. It's become a part of it. And, and every year, and I can tell you, John and I have this conversation before, right around the time of training camp, we'll, we'll specifically talk about what we think is on the roster versus what we need and how we think the team's going to go X and X. And every year we've been wrong. But it's, it's, just, it's just part of us. I can believe that. I just I, I don't I can't imagine dumping my stuff and going and grabbing a Green Bay jersey or an Indianapolis jersey or a bot, you know. It happened when I was young, but John actually describes me to a T when the when the Indians broke up that World Series team in the late nineties, I was out. I, I think for me, they're just so goddamn relatable. You know, it's it's because they're ingrained in your DNA as a Cleveland fan. Like I was we were what? 10 years old when they left. Yep. So that isn't as fresh a wound as when they're coming back and they're so bad. And like, it's just constantly getting your hopes up and then constantly being, being disappointed with your Johnny Menzels, your Brady Quinns, your Derek Andersons, everything that they've done, which has been absolute crap. Like you, you feel like we're finally there. We're finally there. And then you take that one step forward. And then all of a sudden you take six steps back because it blew up. And now you're changing front offices, changing coaches, changing GMs. So it's just that constant, like, we're so close, and then you get deflated. But then, I don't know if it just ignites something right around the time the season's about to start, right around training camp. You're just like, maybe this is our year. Maybe this is, you know, maybe so-and-so can turn it around. We all say the same thing about John Dorsey. Like, he's a magician in the front office. Like, look at all the moves he's done. In reality, he's got you seven wins, and that's it. And like, you know, that's, that's seven that's, more than but you that's, had the year and, before. And, and we think that's awesome because we're so used to all the other – like problems and crap that's happened. Hope is a dangerous so, weapon. Look at that cup you're holding right there. Joe so, Thomas. Joe Thomas, arguably one of the best left tackles to ever play the game, wasted his entire career. Has absolutely nothing to show for it, other than the fact that he stuck with the team for his entire the entire way. And he made millions. Well, yeah, absolutely. They, they certainly make money. But I mean, he could have went anywhere else. He, exactly. The opportunity. Could have gone. I mean, he imagine like the headlines that would be written if he would have gone back to Green Bay, who always needed a stalwart left tackle to protect Aaron Rodgers. And they would have won three Super Bowls. But he always stayed in Cleveland. He always kind of was a good soldier. It's just that, and I don't want to say that losing is contagious or whatever. That could be part of it. Yeah. But it, it's just, you you want to be part of it when it turns around. Because when the Cavs won the championship in 2016, I can tell you right now, even as a casual basketball fan, greatest night of my life. From a sports perspective, because I love winning World Series, I, it was it was awesome. Like you felt, and it's not like you need something to feel kind of like justified in being a fan, but it felt like it gave you all the the reason in the world to to puff your chest up. Like you know what, this is why I cheer for my team. I mean that because they're actually good for once. That victory Monday, you could walk down the street. No, you couldn't because it was filled with people. But I'm saying <laughs> you could walk down the street and just randomly high five somebody. It was that was the atmosphere that you hope and strive for as a fan. And of Cleveland any fans team. have been put down so long. I mean, yeah. it, it just this past year, maybe last year, late 
the national media kind of came around with the Browns and like, oh, they're kind of doing some years before. I was like, how's Cleveland going to ruin football this year? See, that's and to be fair, <laughs> as as upset as it we wanted to get about it, we always proved them right. But that's my thing. That to his point of why I've stuck around for me, it's purely out of spite. Like I want, I want to watch everybody else eat crow when the Browns finally do turn it around. Ravens. That's exactly. I want to watch Same the thing. Ravens eat Ravens. I want to watch everybody else eat crow. I want to watch the no. entire. I want to watch every anchor on ESPN have to give credit to the Browns. I want to watch people in other cities that have laughed at us for 20 years have to give credit to the Browns. That's what I want to see. And I want to stand there and I want to point at them and I want to laugh in their face. That's so, kind of a terrible way to be a fan. It, it really so is. Got, <laughs> that's Nick's specific. <laughs> so, that is not, my attitude. Not reflective of all the Browns. Nick to a T right So now. we got investment, loyalty, and pettiness. Yep. That's fair. I love it. Financial investment. Emotional <laughs> it's investment. fantastic. So, all right. I just want to make two points about the fandom thing. Go. So, let's go back to Vegas for one second, only because Keller's going to have way more knowledge on this than the rest of us. How long have the Knights been in Vegas? Like, how long did it play? Three two, years? Two. Two. Really? They made this? They made two years. Yeah, two years. First year. They made their Stanley Cup their first year. So, that's super cool for you. <laughs> not, not my point, though. That was a pretty so, big story. <laughs> back then. So, my question is... And you can, you know, talk for the Raiders because they're about to be there. Imagine, like, the Raiders don't have success early. How quick does it take them to turn on them? Because there's so much to do in Vegas. Okay, so I will justify this. If you remember back to, I think it was our first show. It was, yes. So you asked me, Andy, was it was you, is your love it or hate it, trade all th- the Raiders trading all three picks to move up to number one and take Kyler Murray. And I said I love I remember it. that. The reason why is because, like, to Sam's point right there, you have to be relevant in Vegas. You have to have a flash. You have to be different or exciting and new that's kind of like the whole raider mystique but when the raiders have sucked nobody cares like the black hole is not what it used to be they don't have the swag they don't have the that that grit and toughness that would kind of define them in the 70s and 80s so the raiders now are almost a joke to the point that they're leaving oakland for what now the third time at least the second time to go to a different city so that to me just stresses the importance of having a team being relevant not only from a winning standpoint, from a business standpoint, from a fan standpoint. Otherwise, they're going to find a reason to leave. So so Las Vegas is a novelty in itself. Correct? Agreed. I agree. It is a statement. city in the middle of the desert. Yes. Okay. <laughs> in so, the middle of the state. People are going to go to these events, whether they are fans or not, because it's like a show to them. It is a novelty to them as well. So they don't have a fan base. They have casual spectators. They have their initial fan base. They do have a fan base. But like I am I, I like Marc Andre Fleury. So I will I will root for the Golden Knights to do well because I like Fleury. After he's gone, I, I don't I could probably care less what Vegas does. Sure. However, if I am ever in Vegas, I want to go to a hockey game there very, very badly. That's because you're a diehard hockey fan. But it is a spectacle. It is a show. So you, and I want to go to the Golden Silver Pawn Shop because it's a spectacle. <laughs> so if you went to Vegas you're when a fan, the Raiders yeah. were there, would you go to a game? Huh? If you went to Vegas when the Raiders were there, would you go to a game? Absolutely, you would. Don't even sigh like you I would. don't know. <laughs> I why do you? Make but, a, I wouldn't make a trip why, around going to see them. Okay, pay. so why does the London game sell out for the NFL every year? Because it's novelty to the London faithful. So it's they, novelty to the Vegas faithful. Right. So when that novelty wears off, it's there n- will be no sustainability. So you're saying that all these games and all these years they've been playing in Vegas. Er, in the two years they've been London. there, yes. They've only been in London for two years. I'm talking about the night. So if you no, put an NFL London. franchise in London, it would fold in five years. I don't believe I, so. I actually don't agree with that at all. That it would fold in five years? Absolutely. We'll, well find um, out when Jacksonville gets moved there. That's 
<laughs> no, wait. So let me finish before we like get off the rails even farther. <laughs> good, good idea. Because let, let me be the voice of reason. Oh, oh! <laughs> that was purely coincidence. <laughs> so, two years the, the the Knights have been in the league. They were in the Stanley Cup their first year. How how far did they did they get in the playoffs? The uh, they lost semifinals second, second round this second year. Second round. So and just like I asked John with the you know Raiders, if the Raiders don't immediately have success, are they going? To, are people going to care? So say the you know next year in the next five six seven years the Knights you know don't do as well. Are people going to care less because of what there is to do in Vegas? And that is. My you still, question, period. Everybody like, talks about all this stuff that there is to do in Vegas. You still have employees and people that live there and work there. And those are the people that are going to Golden Knights games. It's not the people that are going to the casino to gamble for eight hours a day. You know, I actually kind of would the, like to see the guy their that's season the dealer ticket like, that's going to less. the Knights. You know when John goes to the Gold and Silver Pawn Shop, you know who's not going to be there? Rick Harris. You know why? Because he's a season ticket holder for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. For now. Because no. they're relevant. No, he's a Vegas guy. Like How lives Vegas. Vegas. Vegas, Vegas are so, they're loyal to their town. People who live in and are raised and born in Vegas, they're very, very loyal to that town. I'm not saying they're not any loyal of you to Vegas town, listeners to our podcast. But that doesn't please automatically comment. guarantee they're going to be loyal to the Knights. But I, what you're saying, you could literally say about any team in any sport, and I don't think it's true. I think what I've learned in this yeah. segment is that if you're a small market team in a town with nothing to do John and your said, attendance is bad. <laughs> Oh my God! Are you Look in trouble? John's moving you. <laughs> I just think Vegas is kind of an anomaly. Like, and I don't mean to say anything bad about anybody. I think you can say anybody. the same thing about LA, and we've had this conversation before. Well, there's just there's again there's a whole lot outside of the Lakers and USC. They don't care about anything else. So maybe the Dodgers. And just one more point, because you were talking about Art Modell and the Ravens. So the whole reason the team moved is because they didn't get a new stadium. They didn't want to give Modell a stadium because he was terrible with money. He was tied in with the, Art Modell. the Cleveland mob. mob. So when uh, they tried to sign Andre Risen, what was that ninety five? Oh, they didn't try. They did. But I, <laughs> he could not pay him. They he had to have his wife take out a loan so they could pay his salary. Oh, just so you know, he was like literally maxed out of all his available options at like five different banks in the Cleveland area and and beyond because of terrible financial needs. And I think that every single city should hold the rights and the names to those particular teams. I a hundred percent agree. We should do the Green Bay model. Yeah, absolutely. I think what they have is great. Yeah. See, that I, I do think there are some bedrock franchises that if you tried to move them, it would cause the Civil War Part Two. But I think for the most part, <laughs> there's maybe a dozen per sport. I think if, if you that... want to move them, move them. But the name and the history stays in the city. I agree with that. I, I, I mean, that's what Cleveland did. Yeah, yeah, well, and I'm sure there's been others... As well, give, give, give them an opportunity in case some craziness happens, like what happened with Modell. Or that there's the opportunity to put it like Cleveland left and came back. They didn't. They technically went a hiatus. <laughs> they were the gone. Ravens left. The Ravens left. I like the way that the Ravens that left sounds. and won a Super Bowl. Matt Stover left. Fun fact: the Ravens and Steelers have both won two Super Bowls in the time it took the Browns to win have two winning seasons Fantastic. since 1999. See, there's that pettiness. Can't wait to rub it in their face. And there's Cincinnati. Are, Are you guys ready? A train wreck. Sure. How, did we even do your thing? Yeah, we did this thing. Okay. Yeah. Sam's, Sam's I, I didn't get to say. My, I didn't get to say my other team. What is oh, it? Well, That's okay. The Chargers. Yeah. I get to love the, the powder, powder blue. It's something with the the, the powder, powder blue blues. that it's not Philip Rivers versus nineteen. I just kids. absolutely love. No, I don't like playing with the teams. I just I like I like playing with the different uniforms and different colored schemes. And you know who really likes the Chargers? Not the people of San Diego. 
because they're, they're, they're not there anymore. Correct. So, again, to my point, everybody's replaceable. Uh. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. Are we ready? I think we're ready. I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Alright, here we go. Andy's on the record, but actually, New last... L- what? New format? Question yeah, l- last time Andy changed the format on us a little bit, and we really liked it. So, with it's everyone here, like yeah, 50% this, of us weren't there. Yeah, this is going to be new for Nick and Sam, but it's a lot of fun. So, right. take it away, Andy. All right, thank you. Welcome to the end of the show where the podcast team is going to go on the record. And don't forget, you can go on the record yourself by going to facebook.com slash sports. Please leave comments. Please leave likes. Get involved, and we will answer your questions in We will respond. Episodes. I can promise you that. We want, we want to interact with people. We'll even have you on the podcast. There, there's, there's one lady who likes everything we post, and my mom. I know who it is. My mom is sharing or something. Yeah, Sharon? my mom shares everything, just because she's hashtag my mother. Mom. Yes, if you're listening mom. and you share, thank you. And uh, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> let's start with that. All right. So the way that this works now, if you didn't listen to the last episode, number one, shame on you. Number two, shame the, on me. The format is no longer me giving them the questions. The format is now they pick the questions. Of course, they don't know what they're picking. They haven't been told what's going to be asked. So this is all still. Oh. Shout out to Shannon. Shannon, if you are listening, thank you very much. You like every single post that we put up on our on, on the Facebook page. So thank you very much. We really appreciate your support. Official number one fan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for On the Record. Do I have a volunteer to pick the first question? We have questions you can pick from 1 to 16. We won't do oh, them all. Boy. Listen, 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 listen. We won't do them all. But, but we should. But I've included 16 separate questions because there's some funny ones, there's some serious ones, and then I have a special category where, where I do a head-to-head. We should do this, too. Have everyone on the on the Facebook page pick a question, a number for each person. Oh, yeah. We could absolutely do something like so that. So for the, for the next show, stay tuned. We'll, uh, we'll we'll put it out there on Facebook so that every person... Hey, silence your phone, Nick. He's getting updates. <laughs> Twitter. All, All right. right. Does anybody want to go first? I think Sam wanted to. Sam That's wants- fine. I'll go first. I don't okay, pick a number between 1 and 16, please. 15. All right. Question 15. And we'll uh, we'll open this up to everybody after Sam gives That was Sandy Alomar's number. I loved him. After he gives his initial answer, we'll open it up for debate. All right, he's Sam. Still in Cleveland. <laughs> Love it. Which of the twelve remaining non-Super Bowl champion football teams have the best shot to win it this season? And if you need a list, I have it. Go ahead. Cardinals, Falcons, Bills, Panthers, Bengals, Browns, Lions, Texans, Jags, Chargers, Vikings, Titans. Those are your choices. Who has the best the shot best to win it this year? To win it. This year, right now. We're not talking about the future. We're talking about right now. If Nick Foles plays like he played that year in Philly when they won the Super Bowl, I might say Jacksonville. That's bold. Go, Chargers, go. Not going to happen. Okay, so we got Jack. Dark horse in the AFC. Uh, you say that every year. And they've been proving me right. And, <laughs> That's yeah, true. They, they usually come up short. <laughs> I never said they're going to win the whole thing, but I think they've got the they've got the horses to do it. They don't have horses. They have football players. Or do they? The Colts have horses. <laughs> I think the Jag the Jaguars are you know fine. San Diego does have the Chargers. The have Chargers have a, have a pretty good team, but I think the uh, Jaguars have more pieces defensively, especially. I would agree with that. Yeah, I skill, think they, the skill players maybe leave a little bit to be desired. I don't know who you're going to throw to, but they still have a pretty big quarterback question too. Oh, that's what I said. If I, I mean, I don't trust Nick Foles. 
I, I, I think that I don't that, trust anyone named Nick. I, I think that, you know, that <laughs> run in Philadelphia the second time was kind of an anomaly. I mean, he didn't do anything in Kansas City or when he was with the Rams, but... No. I'll, I'll, I'll pick the, the, the Jaguars. Why not? I'm staying, Pat, with my Chargers. Nick, do you have a comment? That's a lot of AFC teams on that list. What were they again? <laughs> you, your, your choices are the teams that have yet to win a Super Bowl are the Cardinals, Falcons, Bills, Panthers, Bengals, Browns, Lions, Texans, Jaguars, Chargers, Vikings, Titans. I mean, I'm going with the Vikings, but I'm just being biased. They were a close second. I almost almost picked them. The Cleveland Browns. Woo! What? (laughs) Sorry, we just broke everybody's eardrums. Headphone users, RIP. I will try to make that a little softer. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see the Cleveland Browns win. It's not who you want to see. It's who you Who do you think has the best opportunity, the best chance? By strength of schedule. Like, if I, if you had to put money on it. I think the Browns can do it. All right. So we got two for the Browns, one for the Vikings, one for the Jags, and one for the Chargers. Everybody else, sorry, you're out of luck. All right, who wants to go next? I'll take uh, number five. All right, question number five. Donovan McNabb's number. Are, are we going to do that with <laughs> I was just going to say, can that be a thing? <laughs> Do it if you'd like. Play along at home. None of these numbers are retired. Let's see how long we can go until we we have to double up on a number. What stadium that you haven't been to would you most like to to attend a game? I'd love to go to the Superdome. I think the atmosphere in New Orleans would probably be something, a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It would be something to see. I would love to go down there and watch a game while the Saints still have Drew Brees. (laughs) Time's ticking on that one. (laughs) I actually have two. One is just, I've wanted to go there for the longest time, and I don't even know why. It just looks amazing. Is Arrowhead Stadium. That's a good choice. I would love to go to Kansas City and and see a game there. Uh, The second one, just for the history alone, is Lambeau Field. Did I take both of you guys? (laughs) Yep. Those were the two if I was picking football stadiums. The the history in Green Bay, it's like Mecca for a football fan. Yeah. And – Arrowhead, man, it just you hear how loud it is. Like when they show the uh, the overhead shot of the stadium, like the design and the shape of it. I just, I would love to go catch a game there. John or Sam, any other answers? Can can I can we count uh, LA's stadium in development? Yeah, if it hasn't even been built, no. yeah, go for yeah. it. <laughs> I would say because I would like to see the black hole. Even though I know that McAfee Coliseum slash I don't even know what it's called anymore. Oakland Coliseum is an absolute dump. Um, I saw Shea Stadium before they turned it to ash, and that was also a dump, but pretty cool because I, I like the Mets too. I'm trying to think of an off-the-wall one. Um, I think going to see the Celtics play at home would be pretty dope, even though I hate the Celtics. But I think the history of that building would be awesome. Madison Square Garden would be another one. Although I think I would want to see a boxing fight in Madison Square Garden. How about WrestleMania? Oh, dude. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, dude. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even the, know. Uh, WrestleMania, but Madison Square Garden. Brooklyn's Brooklyn's basketball arena is actually really cool. You can probably name any place that we kind of have a threat of going away in the next 10 years. Uh, Wrigley Field would be awesome to see a game. I've seen uh, Fenway would be cool. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, the Las Vegas Knights. Like, you know, that, that'd be fine. But no, uh, actually... It'd be kind of cool, not because he's not even pro, but I think it'd be cool to play street ball in Harlem. I think that'd be 
probably like just an absolute sports like mecha dream. You're gonna go play stickball. I would not play anyone because I would be destroyed. (laughs) But maybe like do a couple layup attempts. We could play a game of knockout. I would be knocked out quite literally uh, in that in that adventure. Yeah, you and basketball do not have a great. Yeah, we covered we covered that last week. If you listen to the show, like come on, Nick, I was on vacation. That was perfect time by the beach with your headphones on, listening to the voices of the all right, Sam, do you have anything I, to add? I'm just going to say, just purely on look alone, is Lucas Oil, because the building just looks amazing. And, you know, I always watch all the Combine stuff that's always, you know, hosted there. Super cool. Um, and then we'll just kind of pick something super off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Too off the wall to even come up with. Uh, my choice, obviously, would be Fenway Park. I haven't been to a game yet. Uh, an off-the-wall one for me would probably be Minute Maid Park and... Uh, I've been to Mile High Stadium, and I've been to, I've been on the field at the Horseshoe, and that was an experience. Um, but yeah, all right, let's go on to the next question. We're gonna, I guess we'll, uh, we'll just keep right on going. Um, who wants to go next? Number thirteen. Number thirteen. <laughs> Ryan Keller of the four major sports. Which do you think is the most difficult to repeat as champion? Hockey. That's fast. <laughs> Hands down. Hardest. It's been. It's happened once since they went to the Southern Cap era. Yeah, as soon as as soon as you said it, it actually clicked in my mind because I think we went over how how the seeding works in the uh, Stanley Cup it's, tournament. It's very difficult. Uh, a lot of teams who are, are low seeds end up doing really well in there. Uh, it is extremely hard because of the the, the salary cap. Uh, only one team's ever done it, and that's the who Penguins. was that? Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, look at that. That's Pug Penguins. So it's only happened once, and it was recently. Yeah. Wow. Like 96 and 7? Something like that? No, it was 2000, no, 2016, they, 2017. Okay, I'm sorry, I was thinking they won one then. Anyway, uh, I will surprisingly have to agree. Because you look at the NFL, and you kind of have the usual cast of characters. Pretty much a team with a good quarterback is going to make the playoffs for the most part. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, MLB, you've got... The same Your teams that win the division every year. And then even in basketball, you kind of create these dynasties for two or three year span. So as much as I know about hockey, which admittedly is not a lot, I can tell you that it certainly seems like there are a lot of new faces every year in their in their playoffs and in their, in their finals. So I'd have to agree. Sam or Nick, any comment? I'm not going to disagree with that. I, I'm in agreement too. The proof is there. Yeah. All right. So we all agree that hockey is the one of the four major sports where it's most so difficult I, to repeat. Let me, let me jump in here real quick because now it. I kind of feel embarrassed that I didn't pick a second stadium. And <laughs> now that I've been thinking about it, I was going to say Tuscaloosa, but I couldn't bring myself to say that only because I just would like to see the college experience. Just people going berserk and you know kissing their cousins. And I was stuff like thinking that. the same. I was thinking the same thing, but for like Florida Gators. I'm, I'm I'm gonna, I would go to Nebraska. I'm going to be an jump. absolute homer here, but if you really want a cool college experience, South, South Bend, Indiana. Is I, I believe, I'll believe it. I would, I, I I would buy, that. It is, buy that for a minute. It is South Bend is so phenomenal. phenomenal there. It is a great stadium. It is a great campus. Real quick, 97-98, the Detroit Red Wings won back to back Stanley Cup finals. Stanley Cup. Nah, you were close, but. They introduced the salary cap. Uh, I think it was the following season, and it had, <laughs> we're not taking this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't happened again Sorry. until sixteen seventeen. That was a very with, Canadian apology with the Pens. <laughs> and again, it's like you said, it's a different team every year. So it went Dallas, New Jersey, Colorado, Detroit, New Jersey, Tampa, Carolina, Anaheim, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Boston, L.A., Chicago, L.A., Chicago. So there was kind of 
flopping back and forth. Yeah, the Blackhawks were really good and for like a decade. Peng- Penguins, Penguins, Capitals, Blues. So, so we get our variety in hockey. That's cool. All fun. All right, uh, John. I believe you're next. Four. Number four. Okay, this is pretty cool. If money and obtainability were not an issue, you could get it no matter what. What one piece of sports paraphernalia would you desire the most? Anything your heart desires. The television used Attitude Era WWF Championship belt. The one that they use. Because <laughs> what, what, people, what people do not realize is the belt you see on TV is pretty much the same one for every single champion. They just rotate around. It's called the TV belt. Mm-hmm. If I could get my hands on the actual physical television presented belt that they had in the Attitude Era, my life would be complete. Centerpiece of your man cave. I, I wouldn't even own a house. I would it would be the centerpiece of his kitchen table. What do you mean it's the I, man it would be, cave? It, uh. it, 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 I would sleep in bed today. <laughs> John, what are you wearing at work today? Jeez. That's a hell of a belt you got on there. <laughs> That's all I've got on there. <laughs> Don't you worry. Uh, anyone else? I, I have to think he stole my answer. Okay. Well, not that belt, but I want one of the hardcore belts, but I won't take it. So somebody else go. So any memorabilia? Anything. Anything sports-related, sign, not sign, jersey, ball, whatever. I mean, I have a lot of stuff. The, num- <laughs> the, number, one, the number one thing that you don't have, though. Evander Holyfield's earpiece. <laughs> Boy, I was going to say Lance Armstrong's ball. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, Every man sports podcast. At least it starts out that way. I mean, Jack Ham's teeth. I would, I would, I'd love to just have the Stanley Cup sitting downstairs. <laughs> hey, I mean, does that does that count, or does it have to be like legit memorabilia? Any, any sports paraphernalia? Money like, is I, not an issue. Attainability. I, is not I don't an issue. have anything is yours. game used. I think it'd be cool to have something game used. Sure. Um, I got a lot of stuff. My wife will attest to that. <laughs> she hates all the crap I have in my basement. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'd like to just see the Stanley Cup, like just to touch it, just to be in its presence. Yeah, because there's so much history there. That's a fair trade-off. An experience over owning a piece of material. Yeah, I have two pieces of Notre Dame Stadium. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick or Sam. All right, how about the uh, RV that was on Hard Knocks last year from the Browns? That's not the a quarterback bad. RV. That, that, that's a that's a interesting. It choice. was for sale. I know we, we could have bought it. <laughs> Anybody see the price it went for? It's no. like one hundred twenty five thousand or something like that. Ooh. Show revenue wasn't quite where it is now. Uh, yeah, point. I don't really have any. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I have a second one. That's not sure. It's kind of more real of sports, but um, one of the coolest things I've ever seen was when the Indians moved from Cleveland Municipal Stadium to then Jacobs Field. I will never forget watching the kind of the stars of those 90s teams watch as they dug out home plate from Cleveland Municipal and took it over to Jacobs Field. So just because of the memories I have at the old stadium with my dad, I would love to own home plate from Cleveland Municipal. That'd be awesome. I like you, I couldn't even put a price on it. It's, it's the, probably the coolest thing that I could ever think of owning. Yeah, I agree. What if you could cut a chunk of the wall from Wrigley Field? I couldn't care less about the ivy. I I love when when they do stuff like that. Like I touched the ivy with the home plate. Um, Yeah, you mentioned something about that with the igloo. Yeah, when when they took when the igloo, they ended up getting rid of it. They they kept some of the water from the ice. And during the opening ceremony, when they opened, which was then Consol Energy, um, Mario Lemieux had a vial of the the water from the ice, and he poured it center ice so that 
And I think that's a really cool way to connect the past of the team with the direction they want to go, but also, you know, it's it's cool. I like that. I I wish the Browns did something more along those lines. Like, yeah, they have the Ring of Honor. They kind of have their, their own Hall of Fame within the stadium. But to have something from Municipal Stadium, like, I don't know, a patch of grass or something like that, would have been pretty cool to incorporate and maybe, like, in the dog pound end zone or something like that when uh when notre dame switched to grassy turf uh you could actually buy chunks of the sod from the original stadium and you 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 could buy it and just take it and put it in your house and when notre dame first built notre dame stadium they hadn't played their games there they played their games somewhere else they actually took the turf that newt rockney and all those guys and the history of notre dame football started on and they transported that over to Notre Dame Stadium. Now, I'm assuming along the way that it got switched out, sod repair and different things like that. But I, I love that, the kind of sentimental stuff, paying a due to, to your past. You know what I want? What? I want Paul Brown's hat. Good choice. Ooh. You can go to Canton and get it. That's okay. That's yeah. Cool. Like I said, obtainability is not an issue. Whatever you want. I would, I'll, I'll wear it to a Browns game. <laughs> Okay. So you're basically on the fringe of cosplay. Yes. Cool. We still wanted to make that Hall of Fame trip, by the way. We're gonna do it. I guess if I, I, I guess if I had to pick something, my not obscure item would be any Red Sox player, sign me a jersey, come on the podcast, let's let's do it. Schilling sock? <laughs> no, no, I absolutely want nothing to do with Kurt Schilling. I want Randy Johnson's bird feather. <laughs> Um, the obscure oh. item that I would love to have would be second base from Fenway Park from the 2004 Game 4 ALCS. Because Dave Roberts stole that base in the ninth inning off Mariano Rivera, and that's the reason they won the World Series and broke the curse that year. I, w- I would take that. There's no such thing as curses. I can't <laughs> remember which side of the fence I was on, to be honest with you. Oh, no. <laughs> you were adamantly against it. Yeah, they don't exist. As a Red Sox fan, curses are real, but you can't overcome them. All right, and as um, a Browns fan, I hope you're right. <laughs> how we're, how are we on time? We want to do one more, more to close it more, out? Yeah. More. Okay. Eight let's, more. Let's do one more. I'll pick the last one like I did last time. And this will be for everybody. Uh, name a player that you wish you could have watched have an injury-free career. Ken Griffey Jr. That's a good choice. That is a good choice. Because he was hobbled quite a bit after he went to Cincinnati. They actually just had a thing pop up. Uh, Facebook must be stalking me, but uh, the broken the broken wrist hurt him. One mm-hmm. of the one of the really videos cool. that just popped up on my Facebook feed was when his dad and him hit back to back home runs in Seattle. Oh yeah, I've seen that uh, pop up. Absolutely as well. fantastic. Love everything about it. Bo Jackson. Good answer. I think he could have been your like an unstoppable force in both. I think he could have been a Hall of Famer in both sports. I would agree. Yeah, that that's a great choice. McNabb. He was always hurt. He was always hurt a lot. He was just, he's, I don't know, maybe all time he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks to play. And I don't know. I just, had he never gotten hurt, you just never know. The story might be a little bit different. Ryan, do you have a, a choice? I think I'd have to think about it. All right, I'll give you mine. Uh, the, when I formulated this question, the person I kept coming back to was Derek Rose. Hmm. Because I kept thinking, yeah, you know, he was never the same. What could ever. have been? I mean, that was such a devastating injury too. Like I remember they made actually like a commercial about how the air was just let out of the city. Like, oh no, this happened. Oh no. And then you come back, and like two years later, you do it again. Yeah, <laughs> it just goes to show you. 
another one not as I guess relevant in the grand scheme of things. I would have loved to have seen how Kellen Winslow could play at his peak. And we we obviously know now. Wait, was play at his peak a pun? Uh, no. <laughs> but from Full a attention. completely on the field perspective, I would have loved to see how he could put his talent together and really what about uh, redefine that position. What about Tim Couch? See, I that might have been fun to watch if he wouldn't have gotten killed. But I don't think that was because he was injury prone. It was just he had such lack of talent around him. And I don't think I wouldn't put him on the list of he could have been this if he'd stayed healthy. Willis McGahey. Oh, that's a good choice. Oh, and his knee bent backwards. So, uh, I, I I have two, actually, now. Heck yeah. So, one of them... Cal Ripken Jr. No. <laughs> you joke. He's, I, he's, I, I know. He's miss a lot of time. Um, I'm going to go with Gail Sayers and Terrell Davis. Oh, I like the Terrell Davis answer. Because TD only played, what, like six Six seven. seasons. Yeah, very short career, even for a running back. He's still in the Hall of Fame, though. Yeah, so uh, which mean. makes me wonder how hard could he have torched it. Like, he could he be... Uh, Especially he, with, with that scheme and the, the the blocking scheme that they had. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was... it was. I mean, they, they've plugged running backs in up there. Every single year, they seem to have a guy who steps up and, like, fantasy-wise, does really well. Um, but... With that offense that they had at that time, I think it would have been fun to see him stay healthy. I'm not a big, I'm not a big proponent of this sport, but I will propose it to the group. What about if Tiger Woods would have been healthy forever? Oh man, I don't just know. I mean, I honestly, the way he was playing at the time was unbelievable. But I guess my counter to that is, do you think it would have made a difference into how he's looked at now? Men- yes. Mental mental health more so than physical health. Well, I think that the back injuries that he had contributed a lot more to his, his, his mental health. His collapse started... When he got in his own head. When yeah. went With his divorce. So, I think that he's pretty widely regarded as, is if not the best, one of the absolute best of all time. He's not the best. So but. I don't know that it actually hurt him all that much. I mean, could he have been leaps and bounds ahead of where he is from a major standpoint and, and things that he's won? Probably. He, he'd have been a lot closer to catching Jack if he stayed healthy, but yeah. I still don't think he would have caught him. What about Greg Odke? You know, that that was a name that popped up, and I, I thought about it for like a half a second. And then you moved on. And then I moved on. <laughs> I feel like Megatron had, you know, some injury-riddled years. Yeah, he did. Granted, he didn't have anybody else around him, so I, I don't think he did. Well, what's with people in Detroit retiring too soon? Like Barry Sanders? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, one of the, if one of the best running backs, one of the best receivers, all hung it up early. I mean, Jim Brown did the same thing. My favorite story about Barry Jim Sanders. Jim Brown went to war. <laughs> Was always about his uh, high school well, team when he was just then to Hollywood, just short of the rushing record, and he and the coach was like, "Hey, we got the ball back. You want to go in and get your yards for the record?" He was like, "No, we're, we're going to win. Let somebody else play." And that when he retired, I kind of thought it was the same thing all over again. It's like I don't care about the record. I just wanted to play football, and I did it. And I'm done. I think we did it. I think we did it. I think we need to do one more. We do one more. Do you have time for one more? If we're trying to hit that hour and a half, yeah. So we got. Five minutes. This is okay. Part of the whole show. Um, it's the only reason I show up. You know what, John? Since you're so excited, I'll let you pick the number. Eleven. Yeah. Oh, right. We have our first head-to-head. Oh snap! Now this is don't, don't get too excited because it's more of a versus. I'm going to give you two options. 
And you have to tell me which is more iconic, which is the better, which would be your choice in that scenario, give or take. You know, it just depends on what the context is. So for this one, this is a college football question. Oh, he's host. <laughs> which, which not, not necessarily. Which of the two Heisman Trophy snubs should have won it? Adrian Peterson or Vince Young? Adrian Peterson lost to Matt Leinart. Re- Vince Young lost to Reggie Bush. I think it's And you can only Young. pick one. Did he, though? Did he? He did. <laughs> I would have to say Vince Young, um, just based on what they were able to do in that Rose Bowl against USC. The best college I, football game I've like, ever watched. If you are even the most casual of college football fans, all you have to do is watch that game, and that's what every game strives to be. So um, you could have easily made a case for Vince Young on that game alone, but I, I think he was the bigger snub out of the two. I don't think Vince Young can spell Heisman. That's irrelevant. <laughs> Harsh criticism, but still an answer. Thank you for that exciting analysis, Nick. <laughs> Sam or Ryan, do you have any perspective? I don't know that I would really disagree. I mean, that year that Peterson was up for it, Leonard had a hell of a year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even with Vince Young and Reggie Bush. But it's but again, hairs. it's it's you're, you are splitting hairs. But that, that Rose Bowl, man. I think everybody has a story about what they were doing when they were watching that game. I remember I where just, I was. I actually watched it. I, 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 I mean, did. It. I think what? Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Remember. I know. I, watched I don't it. remember watching that. I don't even know mm-hmm. why I watched it because I wasn't a fan of either team. Me neither. I, I wasn't really big into college football at that time, but I was just like, "Hey, this is on. It sounds. It sounds pretty hype. I'll pay attention." It, I tuned into one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Vince Young sport. was one of those like generational college players that I don't know that we've seen since. I mean, it didn't translate to professional. Level. A lot sure. of Heisman Trophy winners don't translate into the NFL. I've, I read. I read. It's a, almost as if the college game is different from the pro game, and no matter what you do, <laughs> it's never going to correlate. I read a quote that that hit home. It was like a college star is not necessarily draft material. That's I would agree with that. And Archie Griffin, yeah. he's the only two-time Heisman winner, and. You only know him because he played for Ohio State and won the Heisman two times. Right. Did he even go? Did he ever even play in the pros? I don't know. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Did so, he play? For, he was on the Saints there for one point, wasn't he? Sure. <laughs> Let's look. So was Deuce McAllister, though. It's, it's really interesting. Oh, there's another so was good Reggie Bush. So riddled with injuries. Back in back in the day, Heisman <laughs> Trophy translated oh, very well into the pros. Sure. And if you look at the list, it looks like it just it hits when the college game started to change and it started with the option the option offense mm-hmm. and those quarterbacks the started of sports those quarterbacks started winning the Heisman trophy and that just doesn't translate well into the into the NFL it really hasn't I'm sorry, could you repeat that it does not translate well into the NFL excellent you still had occasional guys who who would win the Heisman trophy and would go on to have illustrious NFL careers but it doesn't happen much yeah, the jury's still out on a few of them, like Baker Mayfield, but we have some evidence like Tim Tebow, um, Danny Warfel, um Chris Winky. Chris Winky is Eric another Crouch good one. Eric is the Crouch. one that I always think of because he was that they wanted him back from Nebraska. They wanted him to transition to receiver, and I think they he told him to pound Sam. He would have done well. Yeah, I like Lamar He'd have Jackson. been future Hall of Famer like Julian Edelman. <laughs> hey, Josh McCown thinks so. Josh McCown's been hitting the head a lot of times. He has. I know what buttons to push. Oh man, that's great. One of these days, we're going to do like a top ten who doesn't belong thing, and I'm I'm waiting for that. It's coming. So, so closer to 
the Hall of Fame game and the Hall of Fame induction and the NFL start of the season, I have a whole bunch of stuff that we really want to talk about. And that's that's one of them. It's the top guys who are in the Hall of Fame who don't belong in the Hall of Fame, guys who are snubbed. So that is going to be a very, very fun show. I look forward to it. We hope you had fun on this show. Yes, we really do. Uh, Andy, hit him with the Facebook. You're all Hall of Famers to us. Now that they're on the record, don't forget you can go on the record, facebook.com slash sports. Please like and comment on the page. And don't forget that the more you like and comment, the more we will interact with you. We hope to do stuff in the future. We know we have eventually John's way too early NFL predictions on the way. Um, that's getting to be a little time crunch for that working title. It'll be by the end of the week. So it's coming. Um, I, of course, have a video coming um, uh, declaring my NFL or NHL, NFL, NHL fandom. Uh, look forward to that. That's going to be exciting. Um, and of course, we always have all of our podcasts right on the page so that you don't have to ever go hunting for them. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, turn up the voice. Bye.